subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Garrett and Matt here with you as always. We don't have a guest today, but we have a great topic that I think is going to help you guys engage in great, higher quality Ford conversations, particularly around some of the stuff that people are using as an excuse right now. But before we dive into that, just a quick reminder, if you're new to Ninja Selling, if you discover this podcast and you're saying, hey, what is Ninja Selling all about? Head over to ninjaselling.com to learn more about those systems that we teach, we coach. There's a whole book that Larry Kendall wrote about Ninja Selling that you can get a great jumpstart into learning everything that's there. You can learn more about that at ninjaselling.com. And we have a wonderful community of podcast listeners, great ninjas, aspiring ninjas, all of that happening over on Facebook. Just search The Ninja Selling Podcast and find our group there. Over 12,000 members strong. It's incredible. Garrett, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm great, man. I'm great. It's just a beautiful day. It's just such a great day. How are you? You started off with this. It's unfortunate we don't have a guest, but Matt, we are good. We have so much energy today. I didn't say it's unfortunate. I just said we don't have one. It was the sound of your voice. I could hear it in your voice. <laughs> and I just wanted everybody to know Matt and I are bringing it today. We don't need a guest. I am loaded on energy. We're set, ready to fire off here. So I'm excited, man. Yeah, no, I am too. And this is a great topic because this is becoming a very common excuse right now, Gary, which is I can't find sellers because everybody has these low interest rates and they won't sell their house. It's driving me insane. <laughs> I, the, the conversations that I've had with people and they're like, I would have all these people that would sell right now, but nobody's willing to get rid of their low interest rate. And those words Every single time I hear it, the only thing that can come out of my mouth is you're talking to people that aren't sellers. Like if they were truly, 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 truly sellers, they wouldn't be sitting there and saying, oh, like, you know what? I, I would love to sell right now, but this interest rate is so darn good that I just can't leave it. Like there's a factor in there. I mean, I know there's people listening right now going, but, 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 but I get it. I, I, I can already hear you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But when it really comes down to it, like, and we really talk about the factors that make Ninja work at a very high level, that make Ninja be a system that allows people in any market I've ever seen have the best years they've ever had. You can't sit there and look at that and hang your hat on and say, oh, this is why people aren't selling right now. I'll tell you right now, you are looking at your list and your people wrong, and you're asking the wrong questions if that's why you think you have a list of people that aren't selling right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'll I'll acknowledge that there is there is a an inflection point, a merge point on this chart of pain and pleasure, lifestyle versus finances where yeah, if someone's saying, "Hey, for what I would really want to upgrade to or transfer over to, I'm not willing to go from a $1,000 a month payment to $3,000 a month payment for that," right? I get that. That's a pain and pleasure scale. However, that's not really what's at play here when we're using the excuse of low interest rates because people will pay for a thing. I mean, we we say it all the time. People will pay for two things. Something that solves a problem or brings them joy in their life. And if a if a new home will do that for them, people will be willing. I did it. I gave up my low interest rate to move into a home that provides us with a different lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I can't sit here and say that people won't do it cuz I did it. Well, I think you can you can move that that idea or that energy of like people are holding on to their home because of a low interest rate, you can move that to anything. 
These individual people aren't willing to sell right now because of the commute. They've got this amazing commute to their work. But there's always a point of when all of a sudden their family grows. They add in a new family member. Let's say parents come and move home or they have a baby. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we love our commute, but this house doesn't work for us anymore. And if we're going to make this work, we are going to have to make the sacrifice of a longer commute. This happens all the time where people, it's like all of a sudden the other pain levels outshine wins that you have. Every house that you've ever lived in, there's things that you love about it. You're like, this is the house that is spectacular. It solves all these issues, but there's this one or two things that are causing enough pain that I'm going to have to say goodbye to that stuff. My house that I had up in Oregon, it had the shop. Oh, Matt, I don't know if I've ever talked about the shop with you, but it, it had a 40-foot <laughs> by 27-foot two-story shop that we built. Oh. I figured out I could park like six cars in it. And you, anybody who knows me and listens to the podcast long enough knows that like that will make me literally that's like that is the best situation ever of like what I can park. Actually, we have an agreement in our household. I can have as many cars as I have garage spaces to park them in. <laughs> and right now I'm I'm delinquent in the agreement that I have with my wife. I was about to say, I think you're uh you're <laughs> You're a little over on that right now. <laughs> so that that worked for me really well. We sold that house and we sold it because I needed to find better schools for my kids. I moved away from this thing that was like, like a low interest rate and me going like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine having a better, it had the most amazing vegetable garden off to the side. Like I look at that house and it's like, that house was spectacular. But because the pain levels were high enough in other areas, I said goodbye to it, and I still drive by that house every time I'm in Oregon to say hi to it. It's amazing. Well, I'm glad you brought up cars because I, I want, you know, I think this is a good analogy here because I think what when people say, when agents say, oh, I don't have any sellers because they have these low interest rates, there's two factors at play. One is they're probably not asking enough questions or they're just using that as an excuse for people who just aren't sellers. And the other is assuming that we always make, quote, rational financial decisions when it comes to our homes. So let's take a look at cars. Who actually makes, I mean, there are people out there that make rational financial decisions when it comes around cars. Those people are actually rare because if that were the case, nobody would give up their used car for a new one because even if you have to put money into it every year to keep it going, I guarantee you it will most likely cost less than the payment on a new car or a newer car. It will cost less. The depreciation, the margin that you're going to have to pay acquiring a car from a dealership, it's going to be less expensive for you in the long run and a better, quote, financial decision to just repair the car that you have and keep driving it. But we don't do that. We don't. So we're always giving up that, quote, lower interest rate or that better financial situation for something that makes us feel good because it's got the 360 degree cameras, the the parking sensors and all the stuff that Garrett, you and I were talking about before recording this morning. A anybody who's listening right now, do you guys remember curb feelers? <laughs> I know you do. There's people out there going, oh my gosh, curb feelers. I forgot. They usually came standard on Cadillacs and things like that. 
But uh, Matt had to look it up. I did. This is, this is the age difference of Matt and I. I was like, I was like, oh man, those are brilliant. I've never experienced curb feelers. I'm not going to call out any names here, Matt, because that that's not what needs to happen here. But I will share a real situation that I had specifically around cars like this. One of the agents that was pushing on me so hard about people holding onto this low interest rate, which is why they're not selling right now. He's doing well. He's got a good business. He has a hundred and I, I started asking more questions, but the car that he currently owns, he bought for a hundred plus thousand dollars. He has over a thousand dollar a month car payment on that car. And you sit there and I said, I said to him, I said, could you do your business driving a car and be successful in your real estate business, driving a vehicle that you bought for $20,000 with no car payment? And his answer was 100% yes. That would be a rational decision that we would make. But we make an irrational decision and we go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take on a $1,000 a month car payment to have something that I enjoy that makes me feel good. Yeah. And if you have the cash flow to do that, why not? Exactly. And with these low interest rates, again, to solve pain, to do things that we want, we will totally forego the low interest rate. That was like, that was a gift while we owned that house. That was a really cool thing that we got to enjoy that low interest rate. But you know what? Currently right now, we got to move. And that's who we're looking for. We're looking for the people that have to make a change. So I was coaching back in 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010. Anybody who's in the real estate market got to ride an incredible wave up. And then we got to go through one of the most interesting times that we've ever seen in real estate, which was this fall off the backside of this, which when the banks failed and everything went sideways. I watched people write checks for $50,000 just so they wouldn't have a foreclosure on their record. Mm-hmm. Just so they could go and buy their next property for their family so they could have the lifestyle and the house that they wanted and whatnot. But just to get out of having that foreclosure, writing a check for $50,000. Like, this is what people do to be able to move forward in their life and to be able to have the things they want and to enjoy the things that they need and to be able to have the security for their family. This is the equivalent of them letting go. It's actually, that's more extreme. Writing a check for $50,000 is more extreme, I feel, than the upfront hurt of going like, what, our payment's going to be $1,000 a month higher? Well, and particularly since that payment includes principal, right? I mean, so, I mean, I don't have an amortization table in front of me to do the math on all of this stuff right now, but the interest payment, yeah, it's going to be more, right? You're going to be spending more money. No question. But most likely, you're also buying a more expensive home. So you are already getting ready. If it is the type of transition that we're we're talking about here, a lot of people were already getting ready to have a higher payment, even if the interest rate was the same, because it's going to be a more expensive home. They're going to move some of the equity from the current home. The other thing too, the cost of buying and selling is real as well. That you know, people are also prepared to do. They're prepared to pay origination fees on the next loan that they're going to have. They're prepared to pay closing costs to sell the current home that they are. They're going to be paying you, their agent, you know, a lot of money to help them sell and buy. And yes, they are paying you to help buy because it's built into the price of the house. That's a whole other discussion we'll have another time. <laughs> it's like Matt's going there. Here we go. <laughs> we'll, we'll have another discussion about that at some point. But 
You know, so when then we factor in, it's like, are they really holding back because of the interest rate or are you looking for the roadblocks? Are you looking for the excuses as to why? Now, I get it. I understand too, Garrett, that across the country right now, we're seeing lower inventory levels again. And okay, great. But you, your individual business, you're such a small portion of this entire market that if you're having good quality conversations, looking for that true pain or pleasure, I think you can help some people make some moves that they actually really want to make that maybe they're currently justifying that they're not doing because of the quote low interest rate, but they actually really want to make a move. They just don't have somebody in their corner who's helping them work through that scenario, right? Yeah. And I do, you know, the the more we're talking this out, Matt, one is you made a comment of like, most likely you're buying up in the house. And I know many people in my world, I've done it before where I've bought technically down in a house to make a situation work, to get into a certain new market, to, you know, buying less of a home. Because again, it's about fixing situations. You're, you're fixing the pain in other areas and going, what else am I comfortable with? Yeah. I don't need to have that. I'm going to be just fine doing this. Leaving that garage, leaving that you know property out in the sticks to move on to a ranch, old, like older subdivision in a town was totally a downstep, but the kids' schools fixed it. So we have all these different pieces you got to kind of layer on there. You know, sitting here listening to you, it's like, you know, it, I think that if you have an agent that's like, I'm a listing agent, I'm a listing agent, I'm a listing agent, and I sort my buyers out either to a team or some people are just like, I just don't like working with buyers. I only work with, you know, I primarily work with listings. You know, this might be a marketplace where this might be tough for you because if I'm your client right now, I'm buying a house down in Texas. We're actively working on that right now. So I'm a buyer for that. The house that I'm currently sitting in, I can rent this out tomorrow. If I wanted to walk away from this house and go do something else, I would not sell this house. If the wheels fell off of everything in my world and I was making zero income coming in right now, I would not sell this house. This house would stay with me financially. I, the interest rate is so darn low on it. God, kind of being my own like... <laughs> Well, you're getting into another another area here that I think is worth talking about. Go on. I would keep this house and I would rent it out. My rent that I could get on this house easily covers the payment and puts money in my pocket every month. This house would totally turn into another one in my investment portfolio. And I would technically go and take some of my cash, worst case scenario, and buy a little trailer. <laughs> if worst, worst case scenario, not selling this house. Because, because again, it fits an investment line of of income coming in. It's it's its own little business if I want to turn it into that. So it's like you start to look at like, well, what are you trying to accomplish? And this is where like, are you truly talking to a seller? Are we truly finding the people and asking the right questions to find the people that have to sell to be able to buy? Because if I wanted to pull the equity out of this house to go buy something else as my primary resident. Guess what? I'm selling. If I want to buy a, a new primary residence for myself, this house is going away. If I am just wanting to make economic financial sense in my world and I had to, no, keeping it. 
This is an interesting conversation, Matt. It is. And, and I think this is where the opportunity for conversation comes in with people who have low interest rates. Because if you have, if you're having a conversation with somebody and it's it truly a conversation where they're like, we want to do something, but we have this low interest rate. So why would we lose that? Two things. One, you have to determine, are you really having a conversation about what they want to do or are they, you know, or is there excuses at play? And then the other side is a great, let's talk about that. You know what? You're right. You do have a low interest rate. What could the cash flow look like on this if we were to rent this property? Because if if we're talking about people making rational financial decisions, that sounds like a wonderful long-term financial decision to rent out a house that we have, immediately cash flow on it, have the new tenant inside that house pay down the rest of that mortgage for that person while they go and find another property that works for them. And now you're right too, and this is where where we were at when we moved is, but if they need that equity to purchase that new primary residence, they might sell, or maybe there's other options for them. Because we talked about this. We went back and forth with your property about yeah. whether you keep it and you rent it or you sell it and pull the equity and go do something else. And I was like, keep it. We were going to keep it. But the and Sarah's like they gotta keep it. Like this is like we we wish we never sold all the houses we ever sold. They should keep it. And then you're like, now we're selling it. We're like, oh man, the prime plus rate on the home equity line of credit kind of destroyed the numbers for us <laughs> at that point. Yeah, <laughs> which that's just the way it was, right? But I think these are the conversations that you can have as a trusted advisor because yeah, our goal is not to sell more houses. I know that you all want more listings. I totally get that. And through these conversations, you could get more listings for sure. But our goal really is to help people make the best decisions possible for them with real estate. And so, okay, maybe you don't get a listing out of it, but you get a buyer. Or maybe they decide, you know, hey, we are going to stay or we actually have this other thing or whatever it is. Having those types of conversations increases your your equity with them in terms of being a trusted advisor, which leads to them talking about you with other people. Because everybody with a low interest rate right now, like those conversations happen from homeowner to homeowner, right? And so when they're talking about, it's like, yeah, you know, and, and we were talking to our agent about X, Y, and Z, and someone goes, oh, really? I never thought about that. Oh, well, let me connect you with Garrett because you know, he walked me through some stuff that just kind of helped me see what all this means in a bigger picture. And it was really helpful. And we decided to stay. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, yeah, I'd love to talk to him. Now, all of a sudden, Garrett's got an, a listing appointment with the neighbor down the street who is ready to move off of that low interest rate. Well, it's funny. So the, the more we're talking about this, Matt, you know, the, the issue comes down, I think, a lot into agents that get locked into, I'm a listing agent. This is what I do is I list homes. So what happens is when you're running into this all the time, what you just said, which is 100% spot on, which is we need to change our mindset to, I help people with real estate is what I do, buying or selling. And there's going to be some markets we're going to sell more in. There's going to be some markets we're going to buy more in. But if, you're, if your mindset is, I help people with real estate, whatever that might look like, there's a lot of people that are going to be needing help and do need help right now with real estate. Paul Schneider is an agent that I've worked with for years. He's a really good friend of mine in Fort Collins. And Paul, I've, I've talked about it. We've had him on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Who, who's this Paul? I've never heard you talk a about A long time ago. <laughs> Paul Schneider. Paul's interesting because we've joked about it. He's like, I've talked more people out of selling. And he goes, am I wrong? He's like, is that a bad thing? 
But it's interesting is like, yeah, he's taught people out of selling, but the amount of referrals that he gets because he's watching out for their best interest and helping them and guiding them through what's their best situation with their real estate that they own. He's like, yeah, I lost one sale, but I actually gained three over here. Now I talked somebody else out of selling, but it's led to all these referrals. I think it's it's a bigger picture we need to open our mind up to as we help people through this marketplace. And this is your chance to be their guide to really figure out what is the best thing for them and where they're going and what they're trying to accomplish. And it might be selling, it might not be selling, but we can't, and this is where this all started, we can't hang our hat on, nobody's wanting to sell right now because of this low interest rate. That's what started this conversation, Matt. And that's the piece. It's like, if you are having that come out of your mouth, you need to step back and say, what am I doing? Like, yeah. what, what are the conversations I'm having? What am I focusing on? Because that's just simply not true. It, it's the assumption factor. Like, don't make these assumptions. And whether or not that's the macro conversation, sure. At a macro level, you're going to hear a lot of people justify what's happening in the marketplace. And if I was on television talking about, hey, here's what's happening in real estate, I'd probably use that as a talking point and say, hey, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there who maybe want to move, but because they have this payment and this low interest rate, it doesn't make sense for them to move. And that's actually probably valid. But is that the sole reason why inventory is not where we quote want it to be? Like, no, it's not. And I do think that that opens up people who maybe want to make a move, but then decide not to because they watch the talking heads, they hear the stuff and they're like, oh, we shouldn't go. And I say this every year. There are people who will not transact in real estate this year, not because they don't want to, but because they're not having a conversation with an advisor who can help them see clearly to make a decision that would be really, really great for them. So I have, I have an idea, Matt. So a little while back here, I posted in the our community on Facebook, our podcast group, I wrote in there, if I bought a home six months ago and I were to sell it right now, how much has my value changed of the property? What could I sell it for based on what I bought it for? You had people in different markets, yeah. In different markets across the United States, for the most part, there were some ones that were like, oh, you've come down a little bit. Most people like it's flat. Some people said it's up. But none of it supported this whole thing that the market has dropped out and, oh my gosh, everything's crashing and what are we going to do? And and it was funny because it changed very quickly where all of a sudden people wanted to show me that the marketplace had come down and they started showing me median prices. They kept going, oh, but the median's off by this. Well, of course the median's off. When the interest rate drops by the way it did or it goes up the way it did, people can't buy the same amount of house. They have to buy a lesser home. Didn't mean the prices came down. It meant the transactions that are going through are at a lower price point. Totally makes sense. It would be really interesting. And I'm I probably need to do this now because people are going to be like, hey, why didn't you do that? Because you said you're going to do it on the podcast. <laughs> I will post today. And the question is going to be... Today as in like today or today as in like when this goes live? Today as in right now. And you're going to realize when this comes through on the actual recording when it gets released. So we're recording this on, on April 26th. And I'm going to post today. If you can reach out to your last sales you've had, people that have sold homes, listings you've worked with that have closed and ask them what their interest rate was that they just walked away from. I am really curious to see how many people walked away from an interest rate that was 4% or less. In the fours, in the threes, I want to know 
Because anybody who did that has a lower interest rate than what you can currently get right now in the given market. Yeah. And I guarantee you, almost every single person that has sold a house walked away from a low interest rate. Yeah. I mean, kind of makes sense, right? I mean, <laughs> the interest rates have been low for so long. If you're selling right now, you're definitely... That's a great point, Garrett, too. When people say, no one's selling because they're locked in a low interest rate. Well, what about all these listings that are out there right now? Every single one of them. Those aren't people who bought... Those aren't 8 9% rates where they're like, well, let's sell because we can get a 7% now. Every single one of them has a low interest rate. Everybody who's selling has a low interest rate. Almost every single person refinanced in the last three years because they saw all the media, they saw all the news, they heard about it. They're like, oh my gosh, it's so cheap to refinance. It was a good time to refinance. Yeah. Everybody did it. I mean, not everybody, but anybody who's listening to this probably did. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I walked away from from a low interest rate. I mean, as that's a good... So I'm excited to see all the rates that could put in there because as this podcast comes around, go back and look at that post and you'll be like, oh, maybe what I'm telling myself isn't necessarily true because that's the situation that everybody's looking at. So let's just go back to being a trusted advisor, having a good quality Ford conversation to learn about what's going on in people's lives and help them make great decisions, which might be they stay. Yeah. They might, you know, but if the conversation is there, where they're like, hey, I want to do something, but I can't because I have this interest rate. It's like, let's talk about that. Now, don't go and be like, hey, I'm going to go talk to Garrett. I know he has a two and a half, but you know, Matt and Garrett just told me that people are still selling. So I'm going to go tell him that he needs to sell his house. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> when this comes up in your conversation, real estate reviews are a great, great point. Like these conversations come around. Yeah. I'm glad you brought this topic up, Garrett, because it it shows, I think, the illusion of the excuses we tell ourselves as to why certain things aren't working, which actually blocks your opportunity from finding business because you're just you're telling the universe, I don't want listings because nobody is selling. And this is the one right now. Oh, yeah. Like, believe me, like as long as we've been helping and coaching people and working with people. There's always a, this is the reason people aren't going to do this right now. This is what's holding people back right now. It's always there. It always exists. Something, I'm, that's why I'm saying that this interest rate thing, it does exist, but it, it can't be the, this is why we're not selling homes or we're not like hitting the goals that we want to hit with our business. It's just a factor we have to understand that opens up deeper conversations with people to figure out what's the best path for them. And yeah, the more people you have in your world, the more people you're talking to, the more opportunities they are out there. And we just need to open up our world a little bit. If you're sitting with five people in your database, yeah, the numbers get small. Things get tight. For and sure. we're like, man, I just don't know how we're going to make this work. There's a lot of people out there that need help right now. There's a lot of people that are living in homes that are not the best house for them. There's a lot of people that bought in the last three years that did not buy the perfect house. And they're sitting around going, why did we do this? Why me? But we got this great interest rate. We can't leave this house of misery because this house is like, we, we look at our payment. You know, I'll show up every single day, drive up going, oh, I hate this house. Yeah, that's yeah, great way to live. We're going to move. <laughs> All right. So Matt, thanks for going down this topic with me today. Everybody who's listening, thanks for joining in. Uh, Matt and I love doing this so much. And if you want to go check out more, you can go join us on our Facebook page, which is the Ninja Selling Podcast community there. You can just search that group. We'll show up. If you find the one with about 12,000 people in it, that's us. 
If you want to go learn more about Ninja Selling, go to ninjaselling.com. If you want to learn more about our coaching program that I oversee and run, and we have 30 great, amazing coaches all over the United States that help people every single day implement Ninja, but also we help people build so much better quality in all aspects of their life. We have the most talented, amazing, awesome coaches that if you want to go check them out, I can help you with that. And uh, I appreciate all of you. I appreciate you joining us today, always. And uh, thank you. Well, thanks, Garrett. And thanks, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.